Maybe in a decade they take me out on a stretcher Till I come back like Roman Reigns Blood in my veins still boiling in the pot Finna bubble up Ten blunts lit, I got the drop in the double cup Bro, they know I'm at the spot And I'm finna fuck them up Pearly gates waiting, but it's no heaven Call me baby reverend Choke him out like Dan Severin And my brother's still bludgeoning We at the complex on a new day Dressed in my ears, I look like Lupe Yeah What's up, everybody, and welcome to the 11th episode of Permanent Arcs. Uh, we're your hosts again. Uh, I'm Pat Busey, and I am Aaron Parker, aka Unk. How's everybody feeling? Everybody, everybody's, uh, everybody's loving us, dude. We we got the YouTube, we got the YouTube views a little bit. You yeah. know, shout out to everybody who watched the premiere last week. Everybody who watched the replay. Yeah, watched it. If you're here, like the video right now. It helps the algorithm. Like, yeah. The I don't know how any of that shit works, but like it, baby. Hopefully Enjoy one us. <laughs> one of us is in the live chat. We'll see because we got lives. So yeah, we'll, we'll we'll try and keep up with it. But you know, uh, I'm terrible at all things technology, uh, as is Aaron. Uh, so <laughs> for the record, so everybody watching this knows. Every video besides this on this YouTube channel is filmed with my iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. And if that camera looks bad, it's because it is, baby. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. It's fucking huge, huge two weeks, I guess. We've, we've, been, uh, we've been on a little delay. So we're, we're coming back to you after two weeks of uh, a million things happening in wrestling. Uh Starting with uh, AEW pushing them numbers, baby, doing uh, what all the doubters said they wouldn't. Uh, already selling sixty thousand tickets to Wembley. Uh, I almost even did it. I got I got a little tipsy one night, and I was like, "Yeah, bro, I can go to London." Yeah. <laughs> take it out to England, you know? Yeah, 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 but I had to choose. I was like, "I can either do that, or I can finally go to a WrestleMania." And I think I'm gonna do wrestlemania next year yeah speaking uh, of which speaking of which i'm going to philly this weekend with my girl i told you but so everybody else knows <laughs> trying to get a scalper to get her give her a ticket to go see taylor swift so <laughs> so y'all are just gonna hang out outside until somebody gives you a gonna hang out. i'm dropping her ass off <laughs> i'm going toy hunting up there so she's cheesecake wait cheesesteak <laughs> Yeah, well, vegetarian cheesesteak food. But yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, Very good. Stay healthy. Stay yeah, up. Yeah, but WrestleMania is in Philly, so that's a, a lot easier than buying that ticket across the yeah. water. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and uh, I would like to go. I'm still, I'm still like very, uh, very interested in what type of show it's going to be because I feel like it's a, it's around the same time as. Uh, one of their pay-per-views, one of the All Out, maybe, is around the same time period. I'm not even sure. What date, what date is the Wembley show? I'm not even sure. I think it's in September. Okay. Could be wrong on that, but um, let me take a look. Uh, yeah, I think it's September. Um, 
but yeah, already 50,000 sold and they are predicting that it'll get up to 60,000, which is crazy. That's insane. I'm going to tell you, like when I heard the first day they did 35 K, I didn't even need to like keep up with how much, how, how much they were doing because that's already like, like we were talking last night. Um, backlash was was yesterday for for reference for you guys watching mm -hmm. uh, but we were talking last night and they said there was like seventeen thousand in attendance in puerto rico and that place was jam-packed and going crazy they already got 35k for a stadium show they're gonna easily they're gonna easily hit 60 i believe at least 60 so i wonder i wonder how that'll be too if they fucking because i think Wembley holds like 90 altogether yeah uh, that's what saying, i think that holds like if uh if they actually get to that size like how crazy would that be to have a little fucking wrestling ring in the middle of that giant ass? It's going to be a spectacle, and all I can say is I cannot wait for this show, like, to actually see. Like, it's going to be, like, no matter how you feel about AEW, it's going to be really, really cool to see that, to see another company other than WWE be able to have a production that big um, is going to be awesome, man. And by the way, I need to say to you guys, sorry about my bun. I was telling Patrick earlier, I fell skating. <laughs> so I don't even want to like fix my bun right now, but yeah, anyway. it's fine. It's fine. It crazy. <laughs> they, they on the on the last episode we were saying like they need CM Punk for this, and now I'm like, I mean, yeah, CM Punk can be there. I'm sure he will be there, uh, but I mean. With, without even an announcement, just saying Wembley, they fucking got up to 60,000 yeah, already, which is crazy. Impressive. It's like motherfuckers don't even, because when I think it was um, All In, the first show they did, mm -hmm. people knew, or not All In, I'm sorry, the, the show that Punk uh, debuted at in yeah. Chicago. It was like, it wasn't said, but people like knew it was going to happen and that kind of sold it out. With this one, there's not even a guarantee, but motherfuckers are just like, yes. You're in I think like, I think it's also like uh all in people kind of like look back on it as uh the first one like being this huge thing that yeah. uh if you weren't there you kind of missed out and now you have like this run up to the second all in and you're like oh I get to be a part of this so like yeah. I definitely need to go cuz who knows yeah. if this happens again you know I mean dude like if the show, regardless of how the show turns out, whether it's a failure of a show as far as quality or whether it's a home run, um, this is a win for them as a business, regardless. You know, a lot of people, I feel like especially lately, there's been a whole, whole lot. And like, trust me, I'm not the nicest to, you know, AEW, but there's been a whole lot of people like really kind of like, I feel like rooting for Tony Khan to fail just because a lot of the stuff that's been going on lately. But this is one of those things where it's like, nah, motherfucker, like, like I'm, I'm, I'm pissing on your grave right now. Like he's flexing. Like that's he's flexing. Yeah, with them <laughs> cocaine eyes, just staring straight into the camera, yeah. into your soul. <laughs> he's got you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do for it. It's all speculation at this point. But like, uh, it's got to be a good show. They gotta have Jericho do like something stupid, uh, like they did when. They were selling out those like stadia or when they were renting out those stadiums uh, and they were having fun with like those big kind of backstage segments and stuff like that. I would like to see like something 
fun and creative like that for yeah. Wembley. Um, also, also, I don't think that it meant like I, I, I was thinking this at first, like just, you know, getting to like punk. I was thinking like, man, like for punk's first program, because, you know, we were talking about the whole Jericho situation mm-hmm. and I really, you know, I don't want that to be his first program personally from a wrestling fan standpoint. I'm not clamoring to see that match. And I don't think anyone else is really, but like we're talking about this one event, if Punk debuts there and fights Jericho there, I don't think that anyone will care too much. It'll just be like, yo, we're, we're happy that yeah. this is here and it's AEW and we're going to cheer regardless. Like whatever. And that would be, that would be a big thing for Jericho too. I think uh, as like a, for for what Jericho has done for AEW, he deserves something like cool like that, like a big match. Um, I'd love to see, like, if we're not gonna get CM Punk FTR versus the Elite, I would like to see like a fun Elite match versus uh, I don't know House of Black or BCC or something like that. Um, but I don't know. Jade could lose that fucking belt finally at yeah. Wembley. She needs to lose it before then, honestly. But hey, you know, that's a that's a good place to do it too. Yeah. I mean Like I said, I still think she loses it when Statlander comes back. Um but who knows when that is also. So I don't know. Every every pay per view I think Statlander's coming back and then it's like, no, she'll be back in a couple months or whatever. Um, what do you think about, uh, speaking of CM Punk, what do you think about all the CM Punk showing up at, uh, different promotions lately? I guess he was at Impact last yeah, week. Which is really weird because he has, well, actually I'm lying. He, he, he had a cup of coffee at Impact, but he doesn't really have too much imprint there, but. Yeah. I never knew that he was in TNA. Like, yeah, uh. Basketball shorts, Punk was in TNA for a little bit. Okay. But it was it was real short, right? It was like yeah, it was very short. Maybe I'm a couple months or whatever. Period of time, but I'm sure when my little brother sees this, he'll call me and be like, "It was in 2004." <laughs> so, and I'll be like, "Okay, bro, um, y'all need to write shit down before you start podcasting." <laughs> um, I think it's just like a PR thing, like yeah. thing. I think he just wants to show people that he's like. I mean, at this point, who doesn't think the man is an asshole? But I think he wants to show people that he is willing to work with anyone and he's, he's you know, a stand-up guy. Because I do think CM Punk is a, a, guy, a man of morals. I do think he's a stand-up individual. I just think he rubs people the wrong way. And I think he's trying to save face and show people that, hey, you know, I'm not what you think. I'm really here to help the business. So I think that's Yeah. Cool. I mean, I guess you – if – if all this stuff wasn't a work and you know, like, uh, that's the thing. If it wasn't a work, God, if it, if it wasn't a work, uh, and you were CM Punk, like, I feel like it would be like a thing where it's like, damn, that's the last thing you did. Like you sullied your career. That is this amazing career. Uh, and you go out like that. So yeah, maybe he's just doing a little damage control. Um, and no pun intended. Yeah. Uh, saying what's up to damage control at Raw, uh, but uh, I think it's really interesting that um, the reports are that he was seen having a conversation with Triple H. If I ever wanted to be a fly on the wall for a conversation, it would one hundred percent 
be that conversation. <laughs> like, I also I also like that I guess he was told to leave by like yeah. security and not even <laughs> anybody. But I I think there's also like people saying that it could be uh like a setup like kind of work thing that they might have like filmed him going in there and then they'll show it on AEW or something like that. I don't know. But I just want to see him wrestle again, man. Yeah, that last run was really fucking good. It got me like really pumped on CM Punk, but uh like I told you the other day, man, I I don't know what compelled me. I don't know if it was the spirit of Christ that compelled me to uh, <laughs> throw on some kill switch engage in the car. <laughs> it made me just make a whole Apple Music playlist of wrestling songs. Just so, jamming the fuck out to some what kill is switch. We we do miss you, man, even though we talk a lot of shit. So yeah. <laughs> we don't care about the extra shit. That's cute or whatever. We're all smarts at this point. Just, yeah. just, just break bread. And hopefully it's not on the elite that they don't want to break bread. You know, hopefully, which is understandable if Kenny and the Bucks don't want to work with them, but hopefully you guys can all just, you know, let leave the Dax. Dax, we counting on you, bro. Maybe yeah. Fucking bring everybody together, Dax. Yeah. Uh, brother in Christ. Bro- brother in Christ. Drink some tequila or whatever, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, CM Punk doesn't drink. So clasp hands and in friendship, uh <laughs> without alcohol. Uh but um yeah, I'm I'm ready for him to come back. I don't know. When when do you think he actually comes back? I I honestly think that for it to be the most effective, it would be Wembley. And I think that I don't think this is going to happen because we've seen the, the the pattern of behavior now with the way the CM Punk stuff goes. He just can't seem to help himself. It's yeah. weird, right? Because when he was away from wrestling doing the MMA shit, um, and like I said, this is like a testament to his character. He was quiet. He was just training, not talking to nobody, not doing nothing. Now that he's back in wrestling, it's like he's full kayfabe. Like he's yeah. full kayfabe now, which is cool. But I feel like if he dialed it back a little bit, just chill. Don't talk to nobody. Don't do nothing. And show up at when. And I think that would be where to go. I think it happens way before that, but uh, I would hope so. so, But I think for it to be the most effective, it would happen at Wembley. But it's punk, so it doesn't matter. Like it's still he could do he could do double or nothing too. I'd be fine with him coming back at double or nothing and building an actual story to Wembley. But because it's punk, he doesn't need a story. Like he can just show up at Wembley and everybody will be fucking stoked on it. So yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'd I'd be stoked for the Wembley, but yeah, he could he will most likely be back well before that. Either uh, way, the pop is going to be massive. Pop would be crazy. Either way, uh, I hope it is a Jericho first kind of situation, um, and that'll that'll ease him back in. Uh, yeah. Don't throw him right in with the elite or whatever. Um, and plus, I I love the elite BCC stuff right now, so keep that going. Keep Don Callis uh, abused. Keep, <laughs> keep hurting that man. Yeah, uh, the most unlikable person ever. <laughs> I, love, I love I love Brian Cornette right now. Brian Cornette yeah. is my favorite. <laughs> um, I also wanted to bring up uh, the Outcasts uh, and Sheeta's return. Um, I think I think they've been doing I think they've been doing better lately. Sheeta actually used the fucking spray paint uh, 
in a way that makes sense by spraying uh, Soraya just straight in the face. I'll give you that. She did. <laughs> um, but I think their promos have been good. Uh, they're finally like full, fully like getting into the a good heel team. I think. Um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't want to talk about this until you reminded me that Sheeta came back and. I thought it was awesome the way that she did it, um, how she came out and tried to act like she was going to join. Yeah, um, yeah. Join the outcasts. And then, you know, Britt and, and Jamie come out and she swears them. Um, little little bit of psychology. She could have milked it a little bit longer than that, but, but she went for it, which was awesome because she already had me fooled. I was like, she did okay. That's, yeah, yeah. They really are like damage control 2.0, but better. Okay, they got an Asian chick now, all right? She did, but then she swerves, so. Yeah, I think I I love a good swerve. We all love a good swerve. Um, and now think, you know now Jamie and uh and Britt have somebody to help even the odds. So we'll get to see more matches with all six of those women together. I feel like she does only here so Britt can go off and do the Adam Cole stuff like on the side. Uh, but yeah, yeah I do want to see a three on three match between the both of them. That would be that would be sick. Yeah, um, like we said last week, let them wrestle. That's what they're good at. Yeah. Let them wrestle. No. Let, let them get out there. Just hustle a little bit. Uh, but yeah, I thought uh, I thought the the matching green leather jackets now <laughs> is fucking sick. Uh, yeah. They, they look like, they look like uh, the pixie version of the Warriors or something. Yeah, know? there you go, baby. Everybody loves the Warriors. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're, they're just like the Warriors. There you go. Yeah. No, uh, yeah, I just wanted to touch on that real quick because I've really been liking what they've been doing lately and I've been waiting for them to kind of shine uh, since they came together. You noticed something though, right? What? Soraya's talking less. Yeah. Which is a good thing. (laughs) It is a good thing. I think Ruby probably talks the best out of all of them and they should just keep it on Ruby and let Soraya just kind of chime in every now and then. Um, but yeah, I thought the match was good. I thought, you know, everything, everything was, everything was solid. Um, and then, uh, we can also talk about, uh, your boys, uh, double J and J lethal. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, bro. Uh, yes. Papa Briscoe making a return. Chicken Farmer skit was so good, man. <laughs> if if there wasn't something else that happened on AEW TV this past week that was amazing, then that would be my favorite AEW segment of the week. Yeah, what? they just seem like they're having fun. Dude, uh, <laughs> on, the, on the porch with the guitar, gold. You know, damn well he can't play that fucking guitar. <laughs> he's, the, he's the reason that they sold 60000 at Wembley already. <laughs> I'm telling you. Double J, baby. Double J strut fucking yeah. made those tickets go. <laughs> Live Double J concert in, in England. I want to see that. <laughs> I want to see that. But, but in all seriousness, though, I love it. I love the layers. It's not even like that layered of a story, but it's like the way they're all playing it up is so great. Like the whole like Jay Lethal and Mark Briscoe truly like really having a love for each other. Like, yeah, love that. But like you know the whole Mark's whole family all just being wary of like everyone else around Jay, even though like Jay Jay Lethal is a slimy scumbag character. Like he yeah. always has been. Um, like this past week on Rampage, uh, um, 
they were in the back, you know, of course, just harassing Mark Briscoe about his match. <laughs> Mark's like, y'all know I got this, man. Y'all tripping. And, you know, Mark walks away and, and Jay Lethal looks at Jeff Jarrett and says, man, I've been friends with Mark for a long time. I tell you, man, he's got us. I'm telling you. And I'm like, yo, this is so I cannot <laughs> wait for, for Jay Briscoe, or not Jay Briscoe, so many Jays, Jay Lethal to stab <laughs> him in the back and then them yeah. have some great matches. So. And it's, a, it's, it's like a testament to basic stories work. Uh, because yeah. it, it is a very basic thing. You already have the established, like, they've been friends or in the same company for years. Um, I'm not sure. Are they doing the story, like, on ROH, too? Man, look, I was telling you off pod, there's so much wrestling, and I got that Honor Club membership, and I haven't watched past the third episode. <laughs> so we both, like, at some it's point. It's too much. It's too much. Too much. <laughs> You don't realize, guys, until you start doing a wrestling podcast, everybody out there, that what like I've heard other podcasters say, like, there's too much wrestling, and I'm like, oh, they're just not fans. I watch all that shit. Yeah. And now I'm like, yeah, there's there's a lot of fucking wrestling. So I got to keep up with fucking WWE every week now. That's the <laughs> and Ring of Honor should not be two hours, like I said before. That's the problem with it. If it was an hour, then it would be. You got you Raw for three hours. You got Rampage for what an hour and a half, an hour. And now they're adding that other fucking show too. So mm-hmm. it's like, and then your ass be watching UFC and boxing and shit. It's like, <laughs> that, I think they used to, have, I, I still go back to, yes, they need these other shows because the roster is so packed right now, but like they should have just made ROH take over rampage and gotten away with rampage. Uh, on rampage is on ROH. So, I don't know what it is, what it is. But Rampage did have uh, oh, yeah. one of the best matches of the year. One hundred percent. That uh, that Tony Khan threw his whole production dick into uh, <laughs> the final deletion match. Uh, yeah, what'd you think of? <laughs> I was telling you the other night, like this is my third favorite match of the year. My, far and away my third favorite match of the year this shit was pure comedy man and like I you know here's the thing because I was talking to my brother and he was telling me that he heard a lot of people in the IWC um, painting the match I haven't been on Reddit or Reddit in the, the, the forums or anything about this match yet but I can see how someone who is not as uh well versed in the history of the broken character would see this match and be like man this was kind of like corny and but if you if you were watching Matt in Impact when he was a world champion for the first time in his career um and you were watching the stuff that they were doing and even throughout everything that happened in WWE all the way back to now there were so many just great callbacks in that match um how he utilized every single character that has been a part of that whole broken craziness. Like I didn't even know King Maxwell was that big now. Like King Maxwell gave Stokely a swanton. And that was like another good part of the match too. Dude, Stokely. And Reddy comes out and goes, okay, Max, we got to go to bed. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, Stokely's the MVP. Obviously. Stokely is the MVP uh, outside of orgasmic Isaiah, which uh, <laughs> may, uh, may be one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> Man. Talk about an iconic moment, like <laughs> career-defining moment. It's 
I I got we in the group chat there was like a little like clip version of just uh orgasmic Isaiah and Matt Hardy being like, I knew you'd come and he's like, Always do, brother. And you're just like what is this? Orgasmic Isaiah, they need to take the, 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 a screenshot of him standing on top of the building with his like black trench coat on and just put it on a shirt and on the board, just put Orgasmic Isaiah. Like, and then just in letters above, just be like, ah. <laughs> yeah, man, that was, that was great. And it was cool to see uh, Isaiah in that match too, because, you know, with those type of matches, you obviously have a lot of limitations, right? Like, and to see him use the chair to hit the drop kick into uh, was a big bill. And then he hit the, you know, the leg drop off the table. He did some, yeah. some acrobatic stuff, the swanton off the roof. Um, I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, you start watching it and it can go very bad very quickly. And it, it, and it was not boring for one second. Yeah, I think. I commend all those guys for that, including next time. So, WWE was maybe the last time they did a deletion or like a hardy compound match. I think they put Hurricane Helms into the the Lake of Reincarnation, I believe. Yeah, I just remember not liking the WWE one. So, before this one, one that's really good that people should go back and watch if they haven't seen. It's hilarious. It was in Impact, and it was Matt and Jeff versus... uh, is it the Rock and Roll Express or the um, Ricky Morton and uh, uh, what's his name? Ricky Morton and uh, the other guy. All the old school wrestlers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, it was uh, <laughs> Jeff versus them. And it was fucking hilarious. Like, so funny. Like, yeah. You, like, Jeff Hardy does a swanton bomb off a crane onto Ricky Morton into the ring. Onto a fucking 60-year-old man. Like, <laughs> yeah. And just to hear Matt go, Ricky Morton! Oh! <laughs> It's, yeah, but anyway. Well, just the fucking, uh, the drone coming back uh, <laughs> to greet yes. them at the entrance to the Vanguard fucking one. compound. Vanguard uh, 1, baby. Vanguard 1. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just thought everything was perfect. It was fucking hilarious. Stokely uh, just breaking into, <laughs> breaking into the compound and just like running around the house, sitting in the theater and <laughs> I wonder if they got coming to America. Yeah. <laughs> That's over the year, bro. Like Stokely Stokely is the is the best black professional wrestler in the business. <laughs> Period. Just because every it's so great because every single thing he says and does, like as a black person, if you're watching Stokely Hathaway, it's like it's for you. Like he's saying it for you. Like everything he says is like an inside joke you got with your mama. And you just like are just dying laughing at it. <laughs> <laughs> but like, literally, I feel like he would be like the gay dude that my mom knows at work that like would come over for dinner one day or something. Like, Stokely representing uh, black viewers everywhere. I guess. <laughs> yeah, like 100%. He's, he's great. Dude, yeah. I mean, I don't know. He kind of like stole the show. Uh, but I mean, and, and honestly, like Big Bill was great in this. Big um, Bill was great. Um, it was fantastic as well. Um, like I said, Isaiah, if he sticks with this fucking character, I'm pretty excited to see more of. Uh, I think he has the like out of all of the guys who like are supposed to get the rub from this. Yeah, Ego is probably the one they are they're looking at as the the future star and all those guys. They definitely keep trying to push Ego, which I'm cool with. I love Ego. Yeah. Um, I I would. 
like this to be the end of the firm or whatever, or at least Ego's involvement with the firm. Um, and I would like Ego to just be on his own. I don't know why he always has to be in a group. He's a great talker. He's a good wrestler. Uh, just let the man shine, baby. Yeah. Um, but, but to what you were saying, Isaiah, I think, is the sleeper. Like, well, he's always been ever since Private Party. I mean, Private Party's great. Yeah. Uh, but it's like kind of like what was their characters really? Um, and this one, uh, like I was saying, he looks like a uh, fucking John Constantine or something, <laughs> ready to exercise some fucking demons. Uh, Morpheus's son. Yeah, Morpheus's son. Yo, um, Isaiah Cassidy and um and uh, uh what's his name? Bianca Belair's husband. Um, oh, uh, fucking B-ball daddy. What's his um, name? Montez. Montez. Both Ford, of them yeah. are very similar to me, not because they're black, but because they're both super athletic, very charismatic. And every time you see them, they just knock it out the park and you want to see more. Those are the guys yeah. who are sleepers that you're like, those guys are going to, there's going to be a point where. They you- both, they both equally get uh, a little too excited too. I yeah. think. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like Montez coming out at, Elimination Chamber, uh, just doing way too much uh, yeah. the whole way. Down. <laughs> separate your shoulder like Sami Zayn on the way to the ring. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I agree. Uh, Isaiah hasn't really done anything since um, what's his name got injured. Uh, he's just kind of been like Matt Hardy's bud in the background. Um, so yeah, I'm stoked to see what they do with him now. Uh, and please, God, keep him in this character. Keep him humping things. And uh, <laughs> when you hit that swanton and started humping the ground, that was like. Also, his swanton was very AEW. Like, why did he swanton Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy? <laughs> but... Oh man, that man is a character. Um, but yeah, everything was everything was great about that match, and I can't wait to see what they do next. I want to see. Uh, once the Briscoe stuff is done, I want to see Double J and them uh, get involved with the broken Matt Hardy and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, I think that would be oh, comedy, yeah. comedy gold. The comedy scene in AEW is actually very strong. Like, yeah, like in comparison to WWE, and I don't think this is like the fault of the writers in WWE. I think it's just that there's so many crabs in a barrel in WWE, which the same in AEW, but. The comedy in AEW is just maybe it's because the production value is not as high as WWE, so it fits it better. Yeah, maybe that is what it is. But I mean, you have like our truth in WWE who they never use. You know, you have like who else? Like Dolph is a comedian, but they never even use him at all. Which what we're gonna talk about Dolph later. Yeah, um, yeah we're gonna talk about Dolph later. <laughs> uh, you know, like I don't know, I can't think off the top of my head because WWE comedy is just normally really bad. But you have well, you have uh, Otis and uh, Otis, Otis and Gable are great. I'm sorry, Otis and Gable are very funny, they're but they don't get utilized that much. Like, like you can tell Tony Khan. I mean, this was the main event of Rampage. Uh, it should have been on a pay per view. I feel like, but uh, sure. But he definitely like threw Matt Hardy a bunch of money. I feel like so that the production was good. I fucking loved that the announcers were still announcing this 
as if they were watching a live feed the whole time. Because like I said, that shit could have been bad, but it actually came out pretty good. It just was so odd to me. Like, I, I was just like, this is the weirdest shit ever. When I first started watching it, it threw me off. Like, I was like, please don't let this be like Excalibur by himself calling this match the whole time in a weird way. But then it became very like endearing, especially when Tony would chime in. Uh, like when, when, <laughs> when fucking Jeff Hardy and Big Bill are breaking sticks over each other. Just here. And Jeff Hardy fucking break. He's he's holding him by the throat and his neck fucking broke the stick. And thank God for Jeff Hardy noticing because it took him a it there was like ten seconds where I was like, is he really gonna hold these sticks? Like Yeah, yeah. He eventually dropped it and just took it. Yeah, yeah. Good job, Jeff. I was like, Thank you, Jeff. Thank you. <laughs> Sober Jeff would have noticed. Drunk Jeff would have been yeah, it would have been bad. Yeah. Uh I I I love Jeff Hardy in that match too. Like, I just think, you know, they utilize, they're utilizing Jeff in a very like small way right now. It's not like full on pushing him on people. Like he did right when he got to AEW where he was having like those crazy, he had that crazy match with Darby and he was like, check out how much shit I can jump off immediately. And you were just like, Come on, Jeff, calm down. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's going to change here soon because the way the match ended, it looks like something is on the horizon for Jeff. We don't know what it is, but it looks like something is on the horizon. So, you think he does full on Brother Nero again and just, uh, I think he's going to like, uh, distance himself further from the whole broken thing. That's what it seemed like because Matt was like, Brother Nero, where are you going? And he just was like walking away. Mm. So, yeah. I never, I never actually saw, because I wasn't, I wasn't watching TNA. So when they did the broken stuff in WWE, but they didn't really do it that well because like TNA still owned the broken, like uh, yeah, the rights or whatever. The rights. So I never got to see Jeff be like full on brother Nero or whatever. Um, I've seen Matt. Uh, do the broken because Matt was doing the fucking broken character in WWE, even though like yeah they didn't have the rights. He was like, "Fuck it," doing the delete all the time. Woken. Oh yeah, that's right. Woken. Fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah. But I I love uh I love Matt like just being full on insane in this whole yeah. match. <laughs> I think he needs to. It's weird because it seems like he's like toned it down. Like, he's trying to mix Hardy Boys stuff with broken stuff. And it's yeah. like, you can't mix the two. It works. One works well on its own. They don't work well together. You have to put them. That's what got it over was that you weren't being too extreme anymore. You were woken or broken. Sorry. Mm -hmm. or, you know. Well, I think it's like, it's weird because he's been like kind of, uh, cycling through stuff really fast uh this AEW run like yeah he was uh he was big money mad again for uh most of last year i guess that was like the private party stuff and he was still the like money mat kind of dude right before this match and then because i guess they did it on the compound he switched back to full on broken matt hardy but uh but it just seems kind of like weird that they don't 
they didn't do like a big like broken lead up to this. It was just like Jeff's back and he can play Brother Nero if he wants. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not too upset with that just because the broken character is kind of like one of those things where it's like, you know, like a snap, like a split personality type of thing. So, you know, maybe maybe Matt fell into the lake of reincarnation, you know. You know, you know, that's the character. <laughs> I knew you'd come. <laughs> I was just like, bro, stop. Like the fact that Isaiah Cassidy was like, you know how you say I knew you'd come? Maybe I should make coming noises. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's just going to be money, right? And it fucking was. So congratulations, guys. You, you nailed it. You nailed it. Rather than me just saying, like, up here, I'm just, yeah, I'm just going to start screaming orgasmic noises to the ether. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, when that man started humping the ground, bro. I, I was like, a star is born. You ever see those old videos of the, of the dudes that would be humping the pillows to, like, usher and shit? <laughs> That's what that was. Like, yo. This man. Dude, I'm telling you, he's yeah, he's a full on star in my eyes now. <laughs> I love it. Um otherwise, uh that that's pretty much it for AEW uh these last few weeks. But uh last night we well, I only watched the last three matches, I guess, of Backlash, but Backlash happened. Uh uh it was it was it was good, I think. Uh, Brock getting busted open was great. Uh, Cody winning helps move that story along. Um, I would like them to stop doing the Brock stuff now, uh, but I feel like Brock needs something to do. So he's going to keep going. The show was the show was awesome. I think uh, for me because you didn't see the whole show yet, but for me. Yeah. Um, the unfortunate thing about that show was that it was so good that so all right, so the Bad Bunny match was supposed to be a co-main event with Cody and Brock. Yeah, and, and, and then they like put that tag match in between the six-man match with yeah. um, with uh, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and Riddle, and the Bloodline. And as yeah. much as I love all those guys in that match, besides Riddle, um, uh, I, I just didn't care about the match, and it was the worst match on the show. Well, it, it was weird because, I, you know, like you said, I thought the Bad Bunny thing was the co-main event. And, and the crowd was so hot for that match. Dude, the crowd lost the their fucking mind. Off of that place. It made me, like, while watching that match, it made me be like, I don't even give a shit about the Cody match anymore. Like, I'm, I'm cool that it's happening, but... This should have been it's the last seems, match. We always hear about how big of a star Bad Bunny is. Like, no matter whether I'm watching, um, you know, a, a, a music interview on Complex or like something like that, or if I'm watching something on Sports Center and they're talking about Bad Bunny. But to me, it's like, okay, whatever, cool. Yeah, he's another pop star. But until I saw him come out in Puerto Rico and everybody sing every single word to his song, <laughs> unison. Like louder than the music, I was like, "Yo, look!" I, I looked at Cami when we were watching. I was like, "Oh yeah, this dude's having a foursome tonight." Like, yeah, 
said, no, he's having an orgy after this. I was like, yeah. <laughs> like, everybody in Puerto Rico is fucking in the same vicinity as him when he leaves. Like, it, I like, mean, he's like what? Like, he's like the highest, like, worldwide selling artist, right? Like, yeah. And, you know, you hear that, right? But then when you see that, you're like, wow. Like, he's like Michael Jackson to them. Like, that's like Michael Jackson. Like, when we, you remember when we were kids and he would see the concert footage of people fainting on Michael Jackson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like that level stardom. Like, that's rare, I feel like, these days to have that type of stardom. It's also like you're you're one of the highest selling, or you are the highest selling worldwide star. How are you having time to go so hard in a wrestling like? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like, that's, and that, it's funny, like, just from, and it's funny because we kind of broke off from Rock and Cody to this, but we might as well talk about the same. Yeah, yeah. Like, me and my girl are watching this, and because I don't oh, think man. I, Oh, it's my Bluetooth. <laughs> you find out that your Bluetooth speaker has been on since Friday and didn't even realize. No <laughs> battery. Uh, but anyway, um, so was talking about Bad Bunny. Oh yeah, so it's like I didn't watch Bad Bunny's first match. I think he teamed with Damian Priest in his first match. I don't think I saw that match. Yeah, I think so. And I remember people saying before the Logan Paul stuff, that Bad Bunny was the best celebrity they'd seen wrestling. Yeah, he, that, I remember him being very good in that match. I saw that. Um, I think the Green Arrow match was the one match I'd seen before that with his wife. Um, okay. And watching that match last night, Cammy's looked over at me and said, she was like, man, Bad Bunny, like, you can tell he's a wrestling fan. And I was like, yeah, he came down to the ring with the card of weapons like fucking Raven in 19... 19- <laughs> Like, that is some fucking, you got to be a deep cut mark to do some shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, so, salute to Bad Bunny, man. That was a fucking great match. Fucking great. Uh, Damien Priest also. Yes. Salute yes. to Damien Priest. Sal- sold his ass off. Sold his, that leg hopping around. And ate the pin from Bad Bunny. Like, give that man a fucking raise. Put him in the championship picture. Give him whatever he wants. You All know? of the Puerto Rican drip, too, uh, just going off. He had the skinny goatee. Come on, man. <laughs> he had the razor lineup. Come on, man. Come on, man. You woke up Uncle uh, Drunkle uh, Savio Vega to get down there. <laughs> and Carlito. And Carlito. It's, it surprised me when we were on the phone last night that you were more excited about Savio, but then I forget you're like 20 years older than me. <laughs> <laughs> Two years older than. <laughs> but yeah, man, Savio looked good. You look good. Savio, Savio looked like he just woke up, but uh, it was it was great. <laughs> I said it last night. I'm saying it again. He hit that kick better than Booker did at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, he probably got ten years on Booker. I, Booker's bump card is a little high, so I get it. But still, Carlio looked amazing too. I yeah. was like, God damn! I, All hope right. they, I hope they bring him back in for more than just that. Oh, I know. I was like, bring him back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they bring him back in for more than just that. Um, but him doing like just the like apple spot makes me think it was just like ah, I'm in Puerto Rico. I'll just come out and fucking yeah. do all my greatest hits and yep. whatnot. Yeah, uh, people that don't want to be cool. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and because I he tried to like I feel like make a comeback like a couple years ago. He was in the Rumble, right? He he was in the Rumble. And then I think he was on a couple episodes of Raw. And then it just came out that, like, he was like, ah, I don't really want to get in shape or whatever to do it. So well, he, looked, he, he looked great shape. Yeah, he looked ripped. He looks in better shape than, like, Goldberg. You know what I mean? 
I mean, you know, Bad Bunny was in fucking good shape too. Uh, wearing that sweater and still looking fucking ripped. Yeah, right. shit. Yeah. Spandex, Under Armour, turtleneck, whatever the. Fuck <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Yeah, the cart was great. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I loved that match. I thought. I, and the thing about it that was impressive more than anything to me. Um, like, honestly, Logan Paul and Bad Bunny are setting the precedent. If you're a fucking celebrity and you're going to come wrestle, you either got to do that or you got to be Snoop. Like, one or the other. Because, like... And S- Snoop ain't no slacker either, baby. You know what I'm saying? The way he got some air on that elbow. He fucking dropped that He, he saved that whole segment of WrestleMania. <laughs> the impressive thing about that match, more so than just it being, like, a long match, bro, there was, like, spots that were, like, intricately set up. Like in the crowd when Damien hit that, was it a leg drop through the table onto Bad Bunny? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, like, I love wrestling and I would love to wrestle a match, but like. Or the fucking, no, he didn't do a leg drop. He did the, uh, you talking about on the announce table? Yeah, what was it? He, like, did, he did like the, uh, the broken arrow thing or whatever. The Yeah, yeah, through the, off the fucking shit through. Yeah. Like, it's one thing to lay on a table and take a spot, it's another thing to get dropped. From like, I love wrestling and I would love to wrestle a match, but I would I don't know if I would like agree to take that spot. Just ask yeah. everybody off the street, bro. Like, let like, <laughs> me go perform next week. You know yeah, it's like, mean? why are you trying to injure yourself, my man? <laughs> like respect though, respect to Bad Bunny. Like that's that's how you earn respect, you know. Logan Bad Bunny Bobby, wins. Bad Bunny wins, you know. And then they had to give us that whatever match after. Riddle ate the pin, though. Huh? Riddle ate the pin, so all is good. Riddle ate the pin. Riddle can keep on eating pins uh, and get the fuck off of TV. You probably will. And in the comments, guys, let us know what y'all think, because if you're watching this, you're all marks. I've heard that uh, Riddle's probably getting buried because of all the shit that's happened between Goldberg and the allegations and the drug test. If you guys, if anybody watching this has any other knowledge of, like, he's he's definitely getting buried right now and probably rightfully so but let us know if that's the case i just don't see like what is interesting about riddle like it's, the issue with riddle is that his character is just so dumb like when he was with randy it worked because randy was the straight guy and randy was the serious one and randy was the one that we were all wait- we were all waiting for randy to just turn on him and rko him. but he got hurt and so Riddle kind of lost what made him special. Like he's a great wrestler, but he's all right. Yeah. But it's also like, you can tell KO isn't like doing well with the back and forth with him. Like because that's kind of like it works though, because like that's kind of how he's playing it. Like he doesn't even want to deal with this guy. Well, it just, it just comes off as like, true disdain for yeah. this dude it's, it's, like it's, it's like it's like you can see it backstage you're like and kevin owens you can just tell by the way he's standing there and just looking while sammy and him are riffing kevin, kevin owens just like yeah he's like uh can i go back to being a badass and like stunning <laughs> people why do i have to hang out with this fucking stoner uh, like the uh the, the the way that they started to show the dissension more between the bloodline though they are they are going out of their way to make Solo Sokoa just look like a fucking beast. So, and I think it. I mean, good on him. It's he's, working. 
he's stepping up. He's fucking, uh, he seems to be embracing it fully. So he hasn't, uh, I mean, from what I've seen of him, he hasn't done anything wrong yet. Like he's, he hasn't done too much or too little. He's just, just right. I'm still not like a huge fan of the Samoan spike or whatever. I know it's like an Umaga thing, but but it works for him in a way, you know, like the Umaga type of thing, you know, and, and, and if we're going to have the like, typical tropey Samoan cannibal Islander. Like, I think the way that he's playing that character is a little bit more progressive. Like, just a little bit. Like, you you still get the hints of like, oh, I want you to be evil. <laughs> Eat his face off. You know, he, you know that's what Vince is saying in the back. Yeah, But, but Solo's playing it to where he's just like the silent, strong type. And that makes it a little bit more palatable than like, you know, face paint and like, you know, it's it's also weird to think of like Vince saying that in the back, but now also having that creepy mustache. So you have to like <laughs> you have to hear these stupid suggestions from fucking Gomez Adams in the back. Uh, <laughs> I forget that Vince even exists. Like, I really do, man. I just I really want to, bro. I don't. <laughs> That's a that's a deep fake. That's not even Vince back there no more. They're just it's propping like, up. They ain't got him in jail. They're like, it's a clone. <laughs> it's a, it's yeah. a clone. He's got all his bad ideas though. Um Yeah, I think I think it's fine. Solo uh definitely is stepping up in a in a big way. Um and it'll be cool when Roman finally because you know Roman's gonna maybe disappear for a little bit once his runs over, I guess. Uh, <laughs> He's already disappeared. Where is he? <laughs> I know that's true. Yeah. Where the fuck has he been? Um, but like, I don't know. Uh, yeah. That match just was weirdly shooed in there. It was, it was, it wasn't a bad match. It just was the bad placement on the show. And yeah. because everything else they were so hyped for, I'll say, um, go back and watch that first match between Bianca and EO. That's the match of the night to me. Um, EO Sky, bro. When you watch this match, so the crowd was hot all night long, but this crowd was so on EO's side. And that's the, as soon as I saw that at the beginning of this show, it made me so happy because I love it when the WWE specifically is wrestling in front of a crowd of smart fucking marks. And that's what these people were. They were fucking cheering for EO Sky like she was Charlotte fucking Flair. Like, it was ridiculous. It was crazy to see. I've never seen her get that big of a reaction ever from her time in NXT. I never saw her matches in Japan. But, and she she put on a show. Like, that's the best EO Sky main roster match that I've seen her have. And that's the best Bianca match that I've seen probably since, I don't want to say since that Becky match at Mania, but probably since that Becky match at last year's Mania. Um, do you Do you think... That some of that comes from uh, disdain for Bianca, like why? One hundred percent. She was. She had seen a heat, um, and I don't think that I'm not one of those people. We were talking about this in the group chat yesterday. Me and Maretta both. Are, I'm not one of those people that she doesn't have that level of heat with me because she's built up enough goodwill for me personally that I would never boo Bianca, even if she was heel. I would still like her. Um, but I had never really seen, like. What's that? She had seen the heat, though. She had seen yeah. And I hadn't really thought of it until we brought it up in the chat uh, that 
we were we were complaining at Mania that there was no build up to her and uh, Oscar's match. Um, and the wrong person won too, which was really bad. Which makes it worse. I think yeah, Oscar should have won that match. That makes it worse than Bianca right now. Um, and then there's was there any build up for this? Like I don't even think I've seen Bianca on raw or smack what is she on is she on she was on raw i think she just got drafted to smackdown okay so. yeah this but no draft, eo eo beat um was it sonia no 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 that was lena vegas lena vega actually you're right there hasn't really been any build-up um no it's just like yeah. bianca's here time yeah. to wrestle yeah uh how was the uh who was it? Rhea and um, and yeah, Zelina. That match was great too. Um, I, I, once again, like I, maybe it's because I feel like this crowd, like the the reason the show was so good, is because this is a perfect example of a crowd fueling not only the performers but the people watching at home to like make it more just enjoyable. And like Zelina Vega was in tears before the match started. She like she had the Puerto Rican flag up, and she was in tears before the match even started. And they gave her the like they, she might have got the second loudest reception after Bad Bunny on this. That's show. sick. I I mean I love the the Zelina lead up to that match. Yeah, and, and they had a story. And it was like yeah. for they built it for two short weeks. What two or three weeks they built that? That was it. And the match was great. And you knew she think- could lose, but it's okay. I think I read also that like the LWO shirts are like the highest uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. selling merch right now. Mm-hmm. Cause you looked out into that crowd and you just saw like a sea of LWO shirts. Uh, I'm definitely going to cop one actually. Now I think about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was bummed. Uh, and I feel like this is what WWE does. Cause they want the bloodline to be the biggest, but uh, LWO going to, SmackDown was like, all right, bro. Why? Yeah. <laughs> like, Did they go to SmackDown or are they on Raw now? I think they're on. No, you're they're right. They're on SmackDown. Now they are. God damn it! They should be on Raw. They should. Yeah. Why would you be on SmackDown? Like, I don't. <laughs> the I, whole draft has been like stupid. I, I don't know if like they like do they still consider Raw to be like the A show because we grew up with that. Being, yeah. You know. Okay. Because because you know Roman's on SmackDown, so it's like. Is, yeah, I but I feel like Roman's on SmackDown just so that he can have like a break for a little while. <laughs> like he doesn't gotta do shit on SmackDown. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't know. I mean, yeah. I, I guess I guess for us, Raw will always be the A show because that's well, Raw is the A show. You know, like it's just like it is. Uh, whenever you do big promotions for pay per views, it's always on Raw. Yeah, the SmackDown people come over to be on Raw for those. Um, and yeah, I just think outside of the LWO, like nothing really changed. Uh, yeah, agreed. Shinsuke, your boy. Shinsuke is on Raw. He's That's on- cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just a like- lot of people did stay in the same spot. You're right. Now that I'm thinking about it, I got the the lists. Bleacher yeah, it, it was like, what is the point of this? Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Seth is staying on Raw. Yeah. Uh, Wait a minute. What the fuck? Apollo Cruz got drafted to Raw. When the where? Where's he been at? <laughs> I'm looking at this list. I'm like, God damn. Sonya Deville, my girl, is on Raw. Hell yeah. Dexter Luke. 
Dexter Loomis just they need to not ever put him on TV. He's the creepy dude. He's doing that character or whatever. Yeah. I just uh I just didn't see the point of it really. Like yeah. it didn't make it. It wasn't sense. that much movement. Liv and Raquel moved to Raw, which like that's good for them. Um Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler moved to Raw, which I can do without Ronda Rousey forever at this point, but good for them too. Braun Strowman and Ricochet are on Raw too now. Um were they on SmackDown before? They're on SmackDown. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, there wasn't really, yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of movement. Bianca Belair to SmackDown. The Street Profits went because her baby daddy needed to be there too. Edge went to SmackDown, which that's, and Bobby Lashley. Okay, but SmackDown got a little star power. The, the OC, AJ Styles. So honestly, SmackDown is going to be interesting to watch. Raw didn't change a lot, but SmackDown got some very important stars. Where has AJ been too? Is, is he injured or something? He had a broken ankle. He had a broken ankle. Oh, okay. Um, but he's back now, right? He's back now. He was on commentary on SmackDown on uh on Friday. That okay. is good old country boy wave, baby. Don't nobody play with this redneck. Redneck in his weird Japanese uh, vest. <laughs> I will never like not remember the levels of cringe when the when not the OC but Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows first came to uh to Raw. And every time Carl Anderson talked, he would be like, yeah, he's just jealous because I got a hot Asian wife. <laughs> you were so cringe, bro. Like, stop. Stop, dude. Like, yeah, he had he had that, like, uh, those, like, Twitter wars, too. Uh, with, uh, did he, didn't he, like, cheat on his wife or something and made it very public on Twitter? I wouldn't be surprised. Anybody who goes on TV and says I have a hot Asian wife, I wouldn't be surprised, like, <laughs> he cheated on their hot Asian wife. Yeah. So. Um, who do you think, uh, well, who do you think wins the belt, the the new belt? Uh, I think they're pushing Seth, and it, I'd be fine if Seth won it. Um and what do you think of the belt? Because I, I, uh, I like the look of it. I think it's the best looking belt. Uh, yeah, the IC belt looks really cool too. The one but we need less belts, not fucking more belts. And I feel like it takes away from the Cody Roman stuff. Like, yeah. Um, it's like who cares? If, as far as who wins it, I'll 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 get to that after I get my thoughts on the belt. Um, much like you, I do like the way it looks. Um, I think that's refreshing that we're getting away from that big WWE. It's still a big WWE logo, but it's not like the whole belt is the logo. It is weird that it's like the WWE logo in the middle of. Yeah, I'm like, why did you do that? It's like <laughs> it took the World Heavyweight Championship that Ric Flair had and just said. Put it up there. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, I like it. I love a gold belt. I'm glad it's gold because I don't know what's up with some of these belts being silver and bronze. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. The tag team belts are silver. Um, I agree with you on the fact that this, it doesn't make sense that they went this route because the whole point of people wanting there to be a new belt was to take the two belts and put them to one. Like, that's yeah. what we wanted. And I just hope that within all this, and I told you this last night on the phone, that they eventually just let Roman not have to carry one of those belts around. Like, just keep the black one and just say it's the, like, bro, why do you got to carry both? For what? 
Yeah. It looks cool when it first happens, but then after that, it's like. And what they call them, they call them like the undisputed titles too. just have one fucking belt. Universal championship, which bro, just yeah. call it the undisputed champion. Drop the universal. Yeah. Cause what it, it's one of them is the WWE championship. And one of them is the universal champ, right? Yes. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't think it, which there doesn't need to be three fucking belts. I just thought about this, which to me makes it make even less sense because if this is the WWE universe, why is there a WWE champion and a universal champ? This is the WWE yeah. universe. It's one universe. Then it should be one fucking champ. I mean, it just, yeah, I just think it just takes away uh, Roman losing those belts. Now. Yes. and But here's my thing. I'm okay with this decision, if A, Roman stops carrying one of those belts, just have one belt because why you need to. And B, if Cody eventually beats Roman for that belt. I don't want to see Cody win this new belt. Because if Cody Jeez. wins this new belt, it just undermines everything that completely just happened with him. We want to see him beat Roman. He's got to fi- finish the story, bro. Finish the story. Um, yeah. But do you think they did this belt for a rock return? Hmm. That way Roman can fight Rock with the belts. I mean, so I think that's interesting. That's an interesting proposal. I think what's going to happen is that in this tournament, because the tournament's going to start Monday. Mm-hmm. In this tournament, Cody is going to get screwed by Brock at some point. That's what's going to happen. So Cody, hopefully that's what happens. Brock screws Cody. Cody and Brock continue to do their thing. And eventually Cody circles back to Roman. So you're oh, just, you don't think the Brock stuff is done? You don't no, think? I don't think it's done. Because okay. the way Cody won was like, he won, but did he win? You know, yeah. like, um, but The Rock is interesting, right? I don't think that uh, The Rock is going to fight Roman for a title if they fight. Like, I don't think there's going to be a title involved. I hope, I think, I hope not, because, like, I don't think anybody thinks The Rock is going to win the championship and carry it anytime soon. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think as like a, not even fighting for the titles, but as like a, a statement of like, I'm the head of the table, like a foil for you're them. not, yeah. like I have the belts, I'm yeah. the champion, like what are you kind of thing. That's interesting. I mean, I think like you nailed it that Seth is probably like the, he's probably the consensus like favorite. I think he deserves it. Um. But it's just, it just all feels so weird. You know what I mean? Like, and it's like, it's one of those things where you want to be happy about it, but like, you can't fully because it just doesn't make that much sense. And it really sucks because you look back at when they revealed the universal title. I'll never forget when, when Triple H pulled the fucking towel off of it, people booed. Oh, I hated that, Bill. It looked so bad. But this title actually looks really good, but it's just the wrong time. Like, yeah, like, it doesn't oh, make any oh, sense. Like, I don't, I don't know. Oh. Yeah, I was at the Raw after SummerSlam, where the belt was. You were there? Uh, oh, God, I feel sorry for you. I was at, uh, that was the one where Seth injured Finn. And yes. Finn had the, had the, technically had the belt first. Uh, Dude, bro, you've been to some fucking good-ass shows, fuck. Yeah, that was uh. So that weekend, I went to that raw, and I also went to the Brooklyn Takeover. 
God damn, bro. So I saw Shinsuke do the the violin you intro. You don't ever go see another wrestling show again. Like, you're good. Like, I see Mania, baby. We got to go to Philly next year. Mania, Mania's it, yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I don't. If The Rock comes back, cool. Uh, yeah. It's fine. I don't think it needs to be for a title, though. Um, I just, I'm just still pissed that, like, like, I'm glad we got Roman and Cody this year. But I don't care because Cody didn't win. So if Cody wasn't going to win, then why couldn't we? Like The Rock, like he's made what? How many bad movies in the last two years? Like That's true. all of them. The Rock needs to uh, <laughs> needs to update his character uh, in the yeah. eyes of the people. Like Batista is out acting him and John Cena in Spades right now. So yeah, Batista's crushing it. That's a whole. Uh, and Batista never needs to come back to wrestling. Yeah, uh, yeah he's fine. Don't don't let them blue tista my boy again. They um, already fucked him up with the last time he came with that Triple H match. Yeah. Give me what I want. That was so weird. <laughs> <laughs> and the worst part, well, all right, we're good, we're getting off topic right now. But the worst part about it was is that Batista's actually a really fucking good actor. But the promos were just so weird. Dude, they're so bad. And he he also, I think like he would he would get lost. He's one of those dudes like in the promo where if he gets lost, he doesn't recover well. It's like he just kind of like keeps going. You're like up, up, oh Dave. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I think during that run too, I was like, these promos are so bad. But like, Batista's a great wrestler, uh, <laughs> and I love seeing Batista in the ring. Uh, but yeah, the promo is just kind of. And then the match was like, I think honestly that's more old man Triple H is. I love trips, but old man. But the last good match he had to me was against Dean Ambrose. Him and Dean Ambrose had a match at. It was at uh, what's that pay per view that they fast lane. Like a couple years ago, and that shit was good. I think once Trips uh, beat Sting, I was I was done with wanting yeah, to was, watch. Just, that was a good last one. You should have just done it on that. Like all these Saudi Arabia matches, bro. Triple H hasn't had a good match in probably like four years, and it's sad to say. But well, he's retired, retired now, right? Yeah, like he's oh, yeah, because his heart is messed up or something. So okay, so yeah, no more Trips in the ring. Um, he just comes out to reveal new fucking belts every year uh, until there's thirty-seven heavyweight championships. As long um, as Cody doesn't win it, though, like that's you know. As long as who? As long as Cody doesn't win it, then I'm cool with it. Yeah, I don't think they they haven't uh, had Cody do a promo where he's shown any interest in it yet, right? No, and I hope they don't. Well, it's they just, probably will because he has to, right? Like he has to at least say he wants it, and then that's when Brock. Well, right. what worries me is they've also been doing like Becky and Seth have been doing those weird backstage interviews where they're like throwing shade at Cody. And I think it's all just like a work leading up to a story. And I'm like, please don't let that be the belt that Cody goes after. Um, I'd love to see Cody versus Seth again, but like, nah, just let Seth get that belt and let him go have a rematch with Omos or something. Also, Uh, Cody is like the last person you can kayfabe convince somebody that you have a problem with. (laughs) Yeah. Like literally like. But it's he, like, even if you actually have a problem with him, like Cody, uh, he's just like so white meat baby face. Uh, yeah. So like professional that it's hard to fucking. 
have any real beef with him. <laughs> For sure. Um, yeah. So there you go. That's WWE. The belt is whatever. Um, when whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, we wanted to finish today by having a debate because uh, me and Aaron got into a little off-screen fight uh, where he was stating that Austin Theory is <laughs> no, the right way. Don't put words in my mouth. Austin Theory is better. He's. I knew he was going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> then Dolph Ziggler and The Miz. He said he had a higher ceiling than Dolph Ziggler. Wild. Higher ceiling. Wild. How? How in any way? Listen, man, I'll, I'll start my dissertation by saying this, okay? You need to put some respect when you go off the <laughs> name, okay? I will put some respect on Theory's name when he shows me that he is deserving of any respect whatsoever. I was getting at this in, in, in the chat, and um, I do want to, guys, that's everybody watching right now, take it easy on me because I'm going to get I'm going to get to Dolph Ziggler because I I think Dolph Ziggler is a very good performer and one of the best of the last 20 years, probably top 10 of the last 20 years, probably. But that's besides the point. Um, I think that the thing with Theory, in WWE especially, he has been the beneficiary of just some really, really bad writing. Like, the lines that he's given are just so bad. But the reason, sorry, table, the reason why I will die on the hill of saying Theory has a higher ceiling than Dolph Ziggler is because in ring, he is solid. Like, he is so spot on. He has great psychology. He has a unique moveset. Like, he does moves that I don't see a lot of people do. And he's very good at selling. He's very believable. Like, he just looks like a champion to me. You know? Dolph does, too. But I think Theory has that more. He has more of the intangibles than Dolph has. I, I like Theory. I think he... Uh, I think Dolph is a better in-ring performer. And I think Miz, psychologically... Uh, Beats all of them. Um, I don't know about that. Miz is a great in-ring performer. I wouldn't say Miz is better than Dolph psychologically. Actually, I mean, actually, you know what? I'm I'm hating on Miz. Miz has great ring psychology. Yeah, we just saw fucking Seth Rollins uh, match a couple weeks ago, and it was like, why are we watching this? And then halfway through, you're like, yeah, Miz is fucking amazing. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, I just. I haven't seen anything from Theory that's like made me be like, oh, I can't wait till this dude does something. Like, I feel like you had when you had the Shield, which is like kind of where Theory's at right now. And he's a young dude; he has plenty of time to like grow and whatever and like shape 20. his character. Yeah, yeah. So, but. I, I just don't see the same thing in him that I saw like when I was watching The Shield and I was like, Seth Rollins is going to be fucking amazing. Whoa, we're talking about Dolph Ziggler, not Seth Rollins. I know, I'm just saying, <laughs> as, a, as a young uh, performer, I, I, I just don't think, like, like, what's, I don't know. I just don't see him getting better. And Dolph, I think, is as good as you can get in that role. And Dolph has been 
treated pretty fucking unfairly, I think, over the years. Um, I'll be real with you and say this. Um, If Austin Theory's ceiling is not higher than Dolph Ziggler, his ceiling is Dolph Ziggler. Because let's be real. Dolph Ziggler is a world heavyweight champion. I think that Austin Theory, in six years, if he continues to develop his character in the right way, and that's really, he really needs to get better at promos once he does that sky's the limit but i think it benefits him to be a heel because he's just naturally i think that's why you hate him because he's naturally just you can naturally not he has a punchable face he's very punchable yeah but there's so many punchable faces out there (laughs) but i think he's i think he was given a lot in a very short time and i think him i think he like he is he is a victim of Vince McMahon in the worst way because his character was being tied to Vince McMahon right before all the shit came out about Vince. Was that also like the first thing that he did? That was the first thing that he did was he was okay. Vince McMahon's understudy, right? And then all the shit comes out with Vince. And then on top of that, he's got the money in the bank briefcase when all the shit comes out with Vince. So it was like, he's lucky he didn't get buried. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and that's yeah. a testament to how much they probably believe in him, that he lost that briefcase and then won the U.S. championship the next night. Like, they, like, people forget that he lost the briefcase. You know, I forgot all about that. So, and people forget that Dolph Ziggler was in the Spirit Squad when he joined WWE. So, uh, I think I Dolph that. overcame a little more. I'm not talking about that. <laughs> I think Dolph overcame a little more than <laughs> Theory I being. I agree. I agree yeah. with that one. Dolph definitely came over a lot more. But I don't think there's too much of a gap between those two guys. I think Dolph... I don't think so either. I just... Dolph was a better wrestler. Like, Dolph... Dolph is a very elite in-ring talent when he is motivated. Um, it, it really... Yeah. That... It really sucks that um, WWE... They threw, like, a really big bag at him to stay because I think a couple years ago the rumor was he was going to go to Japan. And they threw really big... Because I know he was doing, like, the comedy stuff, and I think maybe he was going to quit just to do that full-time, too. They threw, threw like, a multi-year, multi-million dollar bag at him to stay. I think it was, like, a seven-year contract. And he deserves it. He's fucking amazing. Um, Didn't he... He went back down to NXT for a little bit, too, right? Yeah. Crushed it there. Um, Yeah, I don't think that there's a big gap. I just don't care about theory at all right now uh like um yes maybe he'll do better down the line and he definitely needs to work on promos uh same as he's a he's a similar to what we were talking about with batista where like if he fucks up a promo he has he like doesn't do a good job of boo-boo face he gets boo-boo yeah. face for sure yeah, he gets boo-boo face. Like, i feel you on that because that's actually a very a very astute observation because that it, it, it's you know it's almost like when you're watching wrestling it pains me sometimes when i see somebody flub a word in a promo and you can tell that they're just like after that for the rest yeah. of the promo and you're like ah, like like dominic does it sometimes dude dominic has turned it into a fucking art though He's like it's <laughs> like whatever like, he just is like, whatever at this point, you know? He just he just keeps going. Like, I know he's going to mess up every promo at one point. 
and people boo him when he messes up and he just like basks in it and keeps going. Um, he will mess up the first word of the promo. Yeah. <laughs> he'll, be like, he'll be like, listen to you. I mean, listen to me. <laughs> like, okay, Dominic. <laughs> just keep getting piggyback rides from mommy and uh, <laughs> keep being a heel. Um, yeah, I don't know. Austin Theory. I think Dom has a bigger ceiling than Austin Theory. <laughs> you know what? I'm not even mad at that. I just think, for, but it's the same thing for him. He's got to get better at WWE speak. I think that's the hardest thing for these younger guys who haven't been in the industry as long and been able to do stuff like go to AEW and cut stupid promos that probably won't get over, but have reps. Like yeah. being able to just find your voice. Like Dominic, that's his biggest problem is he hasn't found his voice yet. It still sounds like he's reading lines, but because he's been such a fucking dirtbag and his actions on television, like that's a testament to good writing. Like Rey Mysterio has like the most cachet ever backstage there because those writers are fucking, they are putting out Oscar worthy material. <laughs> work with Dominic's non-acting ass. Like, he went to jail, baby. He went yeah, to jail. It's kind <laughs> of awesome, no, I agree. I think, I think Dom is, and what's, cool about dom is right now he's on top like it's like he's you know he's he doesn't have to work for and this could be the highest that he goes it really, it really could and if it is then great great heel run yeah great heel run um somebody somebody wrote into another podcast i listened to recently and they said that they think that dominic is a better heel than mjf and i was like what the fuck I don't like, think that that's true, but but like the fact that somebody said that is like Dominic is he's he's putting in work. That, that's one of those like people who watch WWE and don't watch AEW going a little too hard, you know. Well, they brought up they brought up they were like MJF just does like too many face things. Like he he came out and did the song and dance and like you know he'll play to the crowd. And I was like, yeah, but MJF is like he's never nice. Like, he's always a dick. Like, even when he's, like, playing to the crowd, he's talking shit. But it's like, he's so good at talking shit that people just want... It's like people want them to want him to denigrate them. Because he's, he's also in a... He, Dom's also in a group. So you have, like, Rhea doing all of that uh, stuff that they're referencing. Like, Rhea will uh, make fun of the town or whatever. And then Dom comes in and says something stupid. So, <laughs> like, it's... Say, yeah... That's why I got rid of my deadbeat dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like every time. Okay, Dom. You're like, you're like, all right, yeah, your dad's a deadbeat. Uh, <laughs> like my deadbeat dad? Yeah. <laughs> his like his tone of voice. He just needs to find his own voice. I but think uh, I think the best heel working right now is uh orgasmic Isaiah. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a face, baby. That's, that's a, that is a that is a true blue face. I'm a people's champion. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> fucking that would be a great match. Dom versus Orgasmic Isaiah. Dom crying about mommy in prison, and Isaiah humping shit on the other side of the ring. And be, <laughs> He's like, Dominic, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, yeah, but Dom Dom also needs to hit the weights, boy. Why Dom shaped like you? I mean, like y'all got the exact same body build. He wrestles well, though. He, yeah, does, like, he, wrestles, he wrestles well. He just needs a little some traps. Yeah, know. he need he yeah. needs a little little something. But you know, he's got 
Ray is his dad, so you know, <laughs> I think he's done pretty good for himself not being four foot tall. You know, <laughs> he's, lucky. he's lucky. He's like what six two. So yeah, he's a he's a tall motherfucker. <laughs> um, yeah, but that's uh that's that's basically it. Uh, that that's been episode eleven of Permanent Marks. Oh yeah, before uh, we leave though, before we leave, what's that? Let everybody know. Um, by the time this is up. The hunt from this past weekend will be on the channel. And wrestling theme-wise, I do talk about the Mattel Creations WCW Nitro stage and how it failed to get crowdfunded. Um, so if you want to hear my thoughts about that, definitely go check out the hunt. They were charging $400 for that thing. That's way too much money. But Go check it out. The toy hunts are great. Uh, you can see... When was it? It was around WrestleMania time. There's a, there's a toy hunt of... Uh, Myself, Aaron, and uh, uh, recent guest Eric Kelly. You're supposed uh, to be here today, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> well, we will have more to come uh, with plenty of guests. Um, so yeah, go check out the channel. Check out the toy hunts. Uh, throw us a like, subscribe, uh, and uh, we'll keep we'll keep producing. So, all right, everybody, signing out. This has been episode eleven. Peace out. Shoot. Sure.